0: and welcome to musing with og today i'm looking at the series changing for the right reason this is part one welcome to the last part of 2020 i hope you're ready to ring in the latter part of the year and to make this your year tough yes we all have been shattered and thrown back from our plans for the year because of the covid 19 pandemic We're hopeful though, because it's only the living that has hope. In the remaining part of the year, you can really make some noise, yes, and still make things happen and make a difference. Isn't it interesting that the first day of year carries with it so many hopes and promises? To many, the new year represents a brand new chance at a brand new start, a chance to eliminate some very disturbing habits a chance to start an exciting project, a chance to start living the life you've always dreamed about living. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe says, we must always change, renew, rejuvenate ourselves, otherwise we harden. Yet, if so many began the year with well-intentioned resolutions to change their lives for the better, why do too many fall short in their pursuit? They make resolutions to stop this or to start that. Yet within a few short weeks, these resolutions are nothing but abandoned memories. They wanted to change, in fact they needed to change. Yet in a few short weeks, there they are again, stuck back in the same old rot. Why does this happen time and time again? Because these people were changing for the wrong reasons. If you have ever made a resolution to change and then you didn't stick with the change, you too were probably changing for the wrong reason. The reason is simple. Resolutions are passive while goals are active. So focus more on setting goals and not just goals but achievable goals. In a nutshell, the change wasn't really all that important to you. William James says the greatest revolution of our generation is the discovery that human beings by changing the inner attitude of their minds can change the outer aspects of their lives. And that's it for part one, Musing with OG, changing for the right reasons. Welcome to Musing with OG. This is part two of Changing for the Right Reasons. This is titled Purposeful Change. Change is a lot of things all rolled up into one. Change is exciting. Change is scary. Change is the only way you will ever grow smarter. Change is the only way you will ever get better. But more than anything else, change is different. And it's in that difference that mightily test our commitment to the changes we seek in life. What changes have you experienced since the pandemic broke? Some small some massive changes have taken place but Heraclitus says it is in changing that things find purpose. So what does it take to actually make the changes you want in your life? First and foremost You must make any and all changes for the right reasons. Any contemplated change must be consistent with your goals and aspirations and must move you incrementally closer and closer to the realization of your objectives. It is relatively easy for you to say that you will stop doing this or you will start doing that. After all, talk is cheap. Change however requires more from you than merely moving your lips. Making a change and then keeping the change takes unqualified commitment. This prerequisite of total absolute commitment explains why so many well-intentioned people make New Year resolutions to change and then promptly fall flat in their attempt to institute the change. While they may have wanted to change, they were not committed to making the change. The most useless are those who never change through the years. That's something from James Barry. Now, your ability to implement a change depends entirely on your level of commitment. I'll say that again. Your ability to implement a change depends entirely on your level of commitment. So, in order to change, you must do the following. 1. You must understand what it is you want to change. Two, you must understand why you want to change. And three, the change must be important to you. And finally, the change must become internalized and become a part of you. So we have four key words there. What, why, important to you and internalized. When it's all said and done, you will only commit to changes that you really want to make. It's said change is inevitable. So whenever you want to make a change in your life, you must first totally commit yourself to the change and then hold yourself fully accountable to honoring that commitment through thick and thin. After all, If change is worth making, then it must be worth keeping as well. Thanks for joining me on Musing with OG. Hello and welcome to Musing with OG, this series changing for the right reason. This is part three. What's your source of power? Roger Dowson. Within each of us is a hidden source of energy. Energy we can release to compete in the marathon of life. Energy can be an unpredictable source of power. Sometimes we've got it, sometimes we don't. Sometimes our engine is revving full throttle and sometimes our batteries are short. Sometimes we feel we can take on the world and sometimes we can barely get out of bed. When it comes to energy, it seems we either have it or we don't. For a moment, I want you to picture yourself mirrored in the middle of a hectic day. A day where you are not the least bit interested in what you're doing or where you're going. It's one of those quote and unquote days where you feel woefully listless, drained and ready to go back home and for whatever reason you just don't have it today. So imagine a scenario, in a blink of an eye, an opportunity came in, opened up out of nowhere and you suddenly had a chance to do something you absolutely love to do. What would you do? Would you blow it off because you are too tired or would you spring into action and seize opportunity with both hands? Will you be ready, absolutely ready after this month of lockdown or are you rusty in thoughts, words and deeds? G. L. Hickman says energy is never a problem when you're doing something you want to do. When presented with a chance to do something fun, something you really want to do, your excitement level spikes, your adrenaline gets pumping, everything inside of you just wants to jump in and get involved. I hope this will be your report sheet after the pandemic is over. However, when you're forced to do something you'd rather not do, what happens to your energy level? It falls off the cliff like a 10-ton weight. You lose interest, lose focus, and can hardly wait for the misery to end. Since your heart isn't in it, you feel drained, lethargic, and downright lousy. Given a chance between doing what you love to do or doing something you don't like at all, it appears to be an easy choice, isn't it? Well, isn't it about time to start making better choices? Choose to do something that sets you on fire. Latch on to the good and the great and totally awesome, the things you love more than life itself. Wrap your arms around them, then leave them with all your might each and every day. Pour yourself into whatever it is you love to do and hang in there. And remember, the world belongs to those who with the most energy. I'm Oji it's Musing with OG. Hello and welcome to Musing with OG and the fourth part in the series, Changing for the Right Reason. This is titled, Leaving Your Passion. A friend of mine loves cooking. In fact, love may not be the strong enough emotion. Cooking is her passion. Yet she worked at a job she didn't like for years. I once asked her why she didn't pursue cooking as a full-time profession and her answer was shocking matter of fact. I can't make a living in cooking now, she said. When I suggested she could absolutely make a living pursuing her passion, she abruptly cut me off and she didn't want to hear it. And that was that. And that was two years ago. And so she remained at her job until the pandemic and its negative impact. She lost her job in the second month of the pandemic. I was absolutely thrilled when she called me and sent over a bowl of soup from her kitchen. She wanted me to help her with a name for her business and a logo and it was with pleasure that I jumped in. Once she got her thoughts together for good, she threw herself into cooking pre-ordered local soup in bowls. Every spare moment was devoted to her true love. She started selling her bowls in just two weeks of advertising. The more bowls she sold, the more soups she made. Much to her amazement, she started making more money than she ever made at the job she held for years and she couldn't have been happier. When I brought up our previous conversation, she laughed and she said she wished she would have listened to me years ago. And so I say to you, who says you can't make a living doing what you love to do? my friend doesn't say it anymore. Hopefully, you won't either. Now, Earl Nightingale says, the key that unlocks energy is desire. Norman Vincent Pearl says, the more you lose yourself in something bigger than yourself, the more energy you will have. And he has some prescriptions as well. One, lose yourself in your hopes and dreams. Two, lose yourself in your goals and aspirations three lose yourself in your pursuit of happiness and four lose yourself in the things you love now when you start losing yourself lose yourself in the fun lose yourself in the joy and lose yourself in life's special moments find something that makes your life special then leave it, love it, and become it. That's it on Musing with OG. Hello and welcome to the part five of the series Changing for the Right Reasons. I'm Ojo and it's Musing with OG. This is titled, Down and Out, Not Yet. Steve Maraboli, When There Seems to Be No Hope, Dear to Find Some. It's easy to get a little down every now and then. Then there is not a person on earth who hasn't found themselves down in the dumps on occasion. Not one person. Regardless of how highly motivated or optimistic any of us are, we're still going to experience some down moments in our lives. That's just the way it goes. But then again, so what? Getting down is one thing. Staying down is something else altogether. Like it or not, we all get down. Probably more times than we want to do, and that's for sure. It's easy to get depressed and dejected when things don't go our way. It's real easy, as a matter of fact, and it's even easier to get down in the dumps and stay there when life's problems begin piling up, seemingly one after the other. How has life been for you since the lockdown? Steve Maraboli says again that when life seems to beat you down, dear to fight back. How we handle our individual moments of despair and desperation dictates the direction of our lives. We can choose to get out of the dunks and get going again as quickly as possible or alternatively we can allow ourselves to fall deeper and deeper into a destructive downward spiral of depression and despondency. Which one sounds better to you? when times are tough dear to be tougher look i'll tell you outright it's okay to be down and out that's right being down and out isn't all that bad as long as the out portion of the question or equation is positive in nature whenever we get down we must immediately start working to get out of the mess we as quickly as possible and that means a seizing control and making something happen right then right there. Something positive, something constructive, something that gets you moving in the right direction. Like I always say, failing is not failure because the perspective or equation changes when we experience failure, when we go down, and don't come up and have no lessons learned, that is when it is failure. Whenever you start feeling down, start looking for a positive way out through the lessons you have learned. It's Musing with OG. Thanks for listening. Join me again on Sunday for another series.